Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 2nd of September, including, this is the big one, on Amazon Prime Video is the arrival of Lord of the Rings prequel, The Rings of Power. And on Netflix... Hugh Bonneville's thriller, I Came By. And we'll also be looking at Apple's family drama, Life with Ella, and the return of peerless paramedics, comedy, Bloods on Now TV. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Apple TV's Philadelphia-based crime drama, Sinking Spring, which is directed by Ridley Scott, will follow a group of friends who pretend to be drug enforcement agents to burgle a house only to stumble across a narcotics business. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, in Netflix's retro-futurist film The Electric State, Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown will play a young woman searching for her little brother with the help of an enigmatic stranger and an endearing robot. I mean, it does sound quite up my street, does it, really? Um, Chris Pratt is also... Um, starring alongside Jason Alexander, Stanley Tucci and Brian Cox. Good cast. Well, it's another huge week. I mean, you wait ages for one fantasy drama prequel to come along and then you get two in quick succession. So we've had the Game of Thrones prequel this week, just as eagerly, if not more eagerly anticipated. It's the Lord of the Rings prequel, The Rings of Power, which arrives on Amazon Prime Video on Friday the 2nd of September. And here is a clip. My brother gave his life hunting the enemy. His task is now mine. Speak your truth. You're Stand with me. Ours was no chance meeting. Not fate. Well, I am a huge fan of Peter Jackson's wonderful film adaptation of The Lord of the Rings. So I was really looking forward to this, but I was also had a bit of trepidation that, mm, will it be as good? Well, I have to say, it is absolutely top-notch. I've watched episode one and I was blown away. So this is set 3,000 years before the events of the film trilogy. But of course, because elves live for a very, very long time, one of the characters from, well, a number of characters from the movies, including the one played by Kate Blanchett, is appearing in her younger form. So it centers on the forging of the 20 rings and Lord Sauron's rise to power. And of course, it's another epic struggle between good and evil. So we're introduced at the beginning to an elven lady called Galadriel. Well, she was played by Kate Blanchett in the films, you will remember. Here she's played by Morfid Clark. There's been a great war against Sauron's master Morgoth. Galadriel's brother was killed in that war and she is convinced that Sauron is still there somewhere. Even though the war was won, she believes that evil is out there somewhere and she takes this group of elvish warriors trekking all over the place to try and find some evidence that Sauron is still out there and poses a threat. Now, this has been touted widely as the most expensive 
TV series ever made. And you can see it on screen. It looks incredible. I mean, easily up to the standard of the films in terms of the visuals. Wow. And there's this great scene where they're up in the sort of far north. They're climbing up this sheer cliff face. It's all icy, all these elvish warriors. And it just looks fantastic. Then they find this sort of abandoned, it looks like a sort of uh, citadel, evil citadel, where they come across a snow troll that attacks them. It's everything you want from a Lord of the Rings TV adaptation. It actually exceeded my expectations. Another interesting element of it, now of course we all love the Hobbits, and we find out in this series that the antecedents of the Hobbits are the Harfoots, who are sort of hunter-gatherer nomadic people and they among them one Lenny Henry uh, you will see so as I say this exceeded my expectations it looks absolutely amazing and if you're a fan of the films and a fan of Tolkien you are going to love it Hannah what did you think well you see I I love the Lord of the Rings to read and you know when they we've talked about it so many times before when you've got a book and then you go and watch a film or an adaptation or a series or whatever it might be it kind of it's it you need to read the book first and sometimes it can ruin it and sometimes it it doesn't and and this really doesn't this I think absolutely brings it to life and I think it's really hard when other people have played the parts before like you mentioned Kate Blanchett you know it's very very hard for someone new then to come in and do it but I think this absolutely works I mean it, it it does what it says on the tin, um, as in, if you like this genre, you will love it. And if you don't like this genre, you might find it a bit hard to watch because it can be a bit gruesome at times, can't it? And quite sort of violent in places. But um, I I think it's very true to to the um, to the original story in many ways. Um, and an absolute fortune has been put into this to make it as brilliant as it has. Something like a, a reported $58 million per episode. I mean, can you imagine that kind of that kind of cash? And and, and, it, and it looks like it. There is no expense spared here. So yeah, I I, I think it is, it is truly brilliant. Um, not something you have on the background. You need to sit down and you need to watch it. Agreed. Those prosthetic ears do not come cheap. Now... Uh, arriving slightly earlier this week on Wednesday the 31st of August. You're going to tell us about a new feature film, a thriller on Netflix called I Came By. I was reading about that judge. People call him a saint. He'd take on inquests on behalf of refugees. It's a publicity stunt. The elusive I Came By taggers are back to haunt the city's rich. Fight the system, remember? Can you think of anyone who might have cause to target you? I was a judge, so yes, one or two people. Where do I start with this? So, firstly, Hugh Bonneville. So, Hugh Bonneville is the, is the star of the show. Well, I say he's the star of the show. There's a few stars of the show, actually, here. Um, but he's a big part and a face that you'll absolutely recognise. Um, and he plays the part of um, a high court judge called Sir Hector Blake. Um, obviously, uh, well off, <laughs> a well-respected member of, uh, of the community. Um, and he's seen as a judge that, that, that does good work, that he's a force for good because he represents um, refugees and, and, and people that need his help as opposed to just people with, with loads of cash. But he is hiding a very dark secret. And this very young graffiti artist, um, Toby Neely, um, 
he's there to uncover it. Now, the graffiti artists, they work as a duo and they break into homes of, of, of very rich people, wealthy people, powerful people, and spray the words, I came by on their walls. So that now you know where the, the title of this came from. The High Court judge is one of the people that they break in the homes to, and that's when they stumble across some some well, a dark secret, and that's what it explores. And that and there's loads of twists, loads of twists and turns. These two lads shouldn't have been doing what they're doing. Of course, they shouldn't be, you know. But but they're rebels without a cause, or maybe they do have a cause. And yet, it's the rich and the powerful that kind of hold all the power, and yet they're trying to gain some of that power back. So it's a bit of a there's a kind of a there's a theme bubbling under and a, a kind of an ideology bubbling under all of this, which I, which I actually, I really quite liked. And it made you have a new take on it because they shouldn't be doing that. And of course they shouldn't be, but what they're doing is trying, trying to fight back. So, uh, so I suppose it's, it's sort of a trio that the mother is brought in at one stage as well. And, 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 and is kind of caught up in, in, in this graffiti artist's, uh, want to absolutely uncover the truth, but it's it does take a lot of twists and turns. I th- I personally really enjoyed it. What do you think, Ian? Yeah, I thought it was great. It was a really good thriller. I enjoyed seeing Hugh Bonneville on the surface, as you say, playing someone who is a bit of a Lord Grantham type figure, but actually underneath, he's a he's a baddie. He's good to see him playing a villain because obviously we know him from Paddington as well. He's normally quite cuddly. George Mackay, uh, young star, he plays the graffiti artist Toby. He always does pulls that weird face a lot, doesn't he? But he's good in this because we've seen him playing like a, a sort of posh diplomat in Munich, The Edge of War. He's very different in this. He's a sort of bit of a young rebel. And, and the relationship with his mum, played by Kelly MacDonald, is good as well because he's in the early 20s. He's still living at home as far as she's concerned. He's not doing anything with his life. Yeah, some great twists and turns. It could keep you on the edge of your seat. And there's lots of people sort of going to places where you're thinking, no, get out of there. You're going to get caught. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah, it starts off with um, Toby kind of on a on a tube platform and there's a homeless person and then there's a rich guy. And that kind of what he does there underpins this idea that he's kind of trying to strike back at the establishment and right some wrongs. So, yeah, I think it's a, a perfect thriller for a night in, really enjoyable, really well done. And, yeah, I liked Kelly McDonald's performance as well because the nice twist about it is Sir Hector is really tight with um, a high-up member of the police force, like they play squash together. So as soon as there's any suspicion about, has is he has he done something wrong? Is he a criminal? He's able to just brush it off and, and the police just back off. So, yeah, I thought it was, um, I really enjoyed it. It was great. A bit of much-needed light relief now. On Now TV, it's the welcome return of the comedy Bloods. And here's a clip. This is what the job's all about. Out on the road, being your own boss. Well, Joe's our boss. Cigar? Do they do menthol? I don't think so, Loz. There's a sign there that says it's not a shop for absolute pussies. Daryl. Daryl. Never get confusing. Yeah, people do get us mixed up because they're so similar. So this is basically a batch of new episodes. It's not a whole new series. For the uninitiated, well, Samson K.O. co-writes and stars in it as he as he does with Slice, the pizza guy's uh, comedy, which is also very good. So normally he's teamed up with Jane Horrocks, who plays Wendy, Samson plays Malik, and they're a pair of paramedics. And it's a great premise for comedy because 
or it's more like a comedy drama because there's some quite moving parts in it as well. So they're out and about treating patients, coming across emergencies. So you get that aspect of things. You get their relationship, which is great fun. And then everything that goes on back at base where there's some some funny characters. Um, it's a great cast as well. Adrian Scarborough, you've got Julian Barrett. I mean, it's 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 a terrific lineup. K.O. just has funny bones. He's, he's really good. He's a good writer of dialogue. As we pick up the action, fans will know that there was there's an investigation into Malik and Wendy's conduct after something that happened when they were on shift on New Year's Eve. So he's really angry about that. And he's put in a team with Julian Barrett's uh, character, which is uh, very amusing. Uh, meanwhile, Wendy is teamed up with the rather scary boss, Joe, played by Lucy Punch. And it's just as good as ever. Great music as well. And I would say if you haven't checked out this comedy, you should do so because it's very, very good. And there are other series to enjoy. What do you think about this one, Hannah? Are you a fan? Yeah, I am a fan. I, I, What I like about it is that it's not afraid to kind of tackle some of those more difficult topics um mm. and like you say and I, I again in comedies i think the, the best part i mean no i love afterlife you can laugh and you can cry almost mm. in the in, in in the same moment and i think this this brings that as well it's quite a special thing to be able to do i think when you're writing something so yeah absolutely whereas i think if you haven't haven't had a look at this you really really should it's quite addictive <laughs> Yeah, I keep wanting to go back for more. And what you were saying about the comedy and the drama leads us rather neatly into our last offering for this week, Hannah, which you're going to tell us about. It's a new family drama on Apple TV Plus, and it's called Life by Ella. She just finished chemo a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure Ella's ready for school tomorrow. Carl, we discussed this. And the Santa and her winds are blowing. I didn't catch cancer from the wind, so I'm guessing it's not going to bring it back. Come on. <laughs> I finally get to be a regular teenage girl. Staying up all night, eating candy, drinking soda. And I didn't hear any of that. I often talk about Apple TV Plus and the fact that they are sort of big productions and I don't think there's been anything that I haven't really liked that much. And here's the first. There always has to be a first. I don't personally like this that much. And this is why. It just feels a bit cliche. So this is a teen series, okay? And it follows 13-year-old Ella, played by Lily Brooks O'Brien, um, who's recently completed her chemotherapy. So the premise of this is, is really sad, but also really happy because she's completed it and she's going back to school and she's wanting and is leading a kind of um, a normal teenage life. And, and her, I mean, something like that happening to anyone will, will change them. They don't know how it will change them, but for her, it's given her a real perspective on life, a real zest for life uh, and for adventure. So, you know, the parents, particularly the dad, um, is, I just don't want to hear this stuff. I don't want to hear what you're doing because he wants to wrap her in cotton wool and can't do this and you can't do that. And that kind of, which every parent would be, I can completely see it. But it didn't feel, to me, it didn't feel brilliantly authentic. So whilst it was fun and it was lighthearted and a good view, uh, fine, check into it. Did I think it was something that hit all the right notes for me? No, I didn't. And it, it just didn't feel right on Apple TV+. Plus. It didn't feel like an Apple TV Plus production, if I'm honest with you. Um, as I say, I, I, it, it's nothing, there's nothing to hate about it. Absolutely not. The premise of this is great. But did I think it all gelled together? 
No, I didn't. Am I on my own, Ian? I think you summed it up really well. And it's interesting to compare, for instance, the treatment of a, of a young cancer victim in Bloods, who's a, like a regular character, and the way K.O. writes those scenes, which, which are sort of savagely funny and also incredibly moving, with this. So when this started, I thought, oh, this kind of, this is, seems quite kind of cheesy. It's not really the kind of comedy drama that I enjoy. I wasn't that keen. However, I do like the setup. It's a good subject to tackle. And they do get some quite good mileage out of the dad. Uh, as you say, he's trying to make sure that his daughter eats healthily. And they all think, oh, come on, dad, calm down. You know, let her live her life. And she goes back to school and she realizes that she's kind of overestimated what she even though she wants to go back to just living a normal life going to the mall with her friends doing this and that eating what she wants she realizes that she's not quite ready and I did find it quite moving actually when she, when she suddenly discovers that oh I'm still you know I'm still pretty weak and I'm, I'm quite ill and she goes back to visit another cancer sufferer on the ward so I found it moving because anything to do with young people with with sort of potentially terminal diseases is you know is very upsetting and moving isn't it but like you I, I didn't always particularly like the tone of it but I do think they get some good comedy mileage and some good drama but I just wonder if it's gonna kind of be beating the same drum for the whole season I'm not sure how it's going to develop further but but we'll see yeah so I kind of I felt it was a bit of a mixed bag this one but I I certainly enjoyed elements of it we've got to that time Hannah where we find out what you've been binging on apart from red wine so please <laughs> reveal all um, well I was having a bit of a binge on sex in the city with a glass mm. of red in hand actually nice. um yeah, I I felt like I wanted to. Mind you, my daughter's into Friends now, so you know it's Friends and Sex and the City on the TV all the time. Happy days. As for me, Celebrity MasterChef is back, of course. So I've been uh, getting my teeth stuck into that, and the return of another of my favourite shows, the jewellery making competition, All That Glitters, presented by Catherine Ryan. I love that one. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? The rollercoaster life story of heavyweight champion Iron Mike Tyson is told in the Disney Plus drama called, guess what, Mike. And this is another biggie, eagerly anticipated. Tom Hanks stars in a live action remake of Disney's classic film, Pinocchio. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... <laughs> Watch you.